You're listening to the Sample Axis podcast. The Sample Axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Wagwan, I go by the name L-O-I-C-O-N, and you're listening yeah, to the Sample Axis podcast. Stay tuned. Yo, mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Welcome to episode fifty six of the Sample Axis podcast. Thank yeah, you again yeah. for making time to join us. Thank you again for downloading, for subscribing, for finding this podcast wherever you are listening from. Boyga Deoya Nelson is here. And yeah, we got there. And Nelson Wayne is here, uh, and we have <laughs> this special episode. To pull up and see my son in. That's cool. Yeah, most definitely. That's cool. That's it has cool. To be balanced. Yeah. What's up with everybody, man? Yeah, What's going on? I'm sure everybody's cool. I'm sure everybody's doing all right. You know, hard times, but still, you know, people are pushing through. We have That's to keep going, man. Thing. We have to keep. Yeah, going. it's quite, it's quite exciting. Exciting time, really. I think at this time, you know, people have like many things going on in their lives, but at the same time, they're just you know taking life easy. I mean. Um, a lot of things are happening. It's such a weird moment. Today's episode, what's happening? What are we talking about? Yeah, it's a good time. And we're talking about Nigerians' very own... Dready Boys. Dready Boys. Aye, aye, aye. Let's just start from the usual basics. You know, uh, we're always talking about samples. But in this particular episode, it's more or less like a special episode. So we decided that every opportunity we have, we're going to come around and bring somebody special. The last person we had was Obi on your heart. And those people that did something massive or did something great in their own way and you know maybe people didn't give them enough props or yeah. people didn't give them enough credit for their things so uh today we're talking about the new waves they took hold of the nigerian scene in 1991 became one of the biggest if not the biggest group at the time you know doing reggae and mm. it was so unique and fresh although yeah we had blackie around that time too but you know and the justice had splitted yeah, the Jackson Hospital is like as early as 1983 or 4. So we did not have a group. And the Justice did not blow up as a group. Yeah. They were great as a group, but they did not blow up like, as we know, Evie now. We, going, don't, know, we, we know, don't know a hit song by the Jackson. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. But they were a theme. Yeah, and they were very they were, big they because they were performing people. every time on NTA. So they were that good. I really hope like, somebody could just bring out very old videos from the archives. You know how amazing that would be to see Black Rice, you know... Uh, uh, Majek Fashek, Sevier Naomi, and Raskimono in the same set, probably wearing the same clothes. I'm sure the, the, the footages are somewhere. Yeah, probably on, wearing the same NTA's. clothes or something. I'm sure NTA would have it somewhere. Probably yeah, wearing the same clothes, and you know, trying to do because obviously that time you have to do your moves together. Well, that's the grandfather of P Square. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and, about and Star Plus. Yeah, I think about those kind of vibes. And then we had Dready Boys in 1991, so it made sense because at the time people had to be in groups. It just made sense that it was it was it, it was an in thing, even in the other part of the world talking about the western hemisphere we had you know uh 212 snoop dog um snoop dog warren g and nate dog were in the same group trying to make things happen i'm sure you didn't know that before i no. just dropped a bomb on you nah, <laughs> whoa words of knowledge I didn't. <laughs> yeah so there used to be a group i'm sure you never knew that nate dog and snoop were in the same group they used to be in a group before snoop dog went on to yeah the dogs they used, you know they used to call him that too yeah yeah that cool and then Warren G was the guy that was just cool in the middle. What I'm trying to drag out of all of this is that group became something and they went on to be, you know, they were so young. I mean, ranging from, I think uh, the, the the youngest at the time was 13. So the oldest would have been maybe heading towards early 20s. Mm. So it was such a fine line. It reminds you of musical youth. Musical youth, pass the do chip on the left hand side. Yeah. You know, reminds you of As UK, Frank Lyman and the, the older guys. Yeah, yeah, the UK boys. Yeah, And then you have a couple of other people like I said in a w- I'm talking too much it's fine but you get what I'm saying though podcast is about yeah. <laughs> but then I'm explaining you know I'm trying to bring it down for you to understand the effectiveness the impact these guys had 
So fast forward down to, you know, 1992, they released an album called The Yardstick and it just put them up there and it became the bomb. Now we have background stories that we're going to tell you about them. Uh, but first and foremost, you know, we like to just, you know, break it down piece by piece. And uh, the new waves, Dready Boys, are the guys we're going to be talking about in this episode. Um, Dready Boys, the new waves, that's, the, that's their name. I wonder where, if from the stories we read, if we were able to find the very first moment when that group became a thing, this was like brothers and one yeah, cousin. Yeah, three brothers and a cousin. One of them I read uh, was in secondary school. Yeah, all of that, them. that's Greg. The, the, the last Greg, one, yeah. Greg Oforma. Mm, Oforma. Oforma. Mm. Uh, he was in secondary school and he had the magic voice too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to like, um, is there a way we can put together where this could have happened they, were, they, grew, mean, they grew up in Anambra state yeah it seemed like it seemed like what happened There's was name, the name of that community Iboku Iboku in Anambra Iboku. state not Uku <laughs> Uku means Uku means you know behind Iboku uh, Iboku mm, it's a very very popular place for the Igbo for the Igbo culture oh wow yeah because it's mentioned a lot I did Igbo in secondary school yeah okay. but I was terrible at it but I knew how much like that, that is popped came up. up. So okay. you, feel, I, I don't know so much about it, but I can tell you for sure. Igbo was an important. Is that the same place. Igbo word? Igbo yeah, Igbo. Iku. So what so, does Uku, Uku mean? I don't know what it means in this context, but, but, but like I'm sure it means because even even if it means something weird or something off, mm. this place was a very important place for the Igbo culture as, as far as we're concerned. So these guys started in that community. I'm always interested in, of course, the roots. We we tried, and I hope someday we might be able to talk to Saint Greg. Who you know, Greg Oforma, who was the youngest of the group, now does gospel music by the name Saint Greg. Maybe someday we might be able to have him do an interview. Maybe. But but I wonder what their influence was because they were talking or they were making music. You know, it's like the upgrading of upgrading jazzics or upgrading. <laughs> yeah, right. How do I say the, the beat was the beat became faster, and the genre could easily pass as raga yeah not not the not the official reggae sound not the bob marley reggae but they had something you know because that culture moved from the slow reggae to the blackies and the and the the new waves mm. all the way down to stereo man professor so there is a trail from that that line of so I, I wonder what the influence could have been. It could have, it could have been anything. But then you think about it, and then you listen and to some. And Mali and I'm sure the Jastics under pressure. Uh, one was Babafrae was later. But what what could have been on radio in Anambra states? What could they have been listening to? What could they have been exposed to that would open their mind to yo? Let's try this reggae thing. Yeah, I think you know. First and foremost, reggae was really big in the late eighties. If you listen to people that actually did, like, you know, were very active in that point in their life, they would tell you reggae was a big deal in the early, in the late 80s. So everybody sort of knew what it was like, you know, being in the reggae scene and all of that. So I'm very sure these guys got influenced as well. Like, as, as at the same time, this, uh, you know, the other guys in the industry were getting influenced because we had people do things that were reggae skew. Right? When I mean reggae skew, it was. It was kind of like on the reggae level, talking about people like uh, Alexito with Walla Colombo. Uh, that was, you know, a big jam in the 80s. And, you know, we had a couple of other people. And it was a thing, listening to international music at that time, people would 
often, you know, share Shabarang, share Shinehead, share or listen to all of these guys, you know, Peter Tosh, all of them on the radio. And one way or the other, they would have, you know, gotten into it and be like, yeah, this is a sound I mess with. This is a sound I want to listen to all of the time. And this is something I can create from. But then you have to give it to these guys for not only just speaking of the sound, but breaking it apart and then, you know, adding their stuff into it. Because no matter how much you say this is like, you know, reggae, reggae, you can tell that. I think maybe new waves can be referred to, their sound can be referred to as the Nigerian reggae. And I'll tell you why. If you had Agnoli, Rivera, Obaro, Happy Birthday, they all had the reggae vibe. Yeah. But you could tell it was just a diluted version. Like mm. version. Do you understand? It was a diluted version. Now, somebody that took it to another level was Raskimono stuck to the basis of reggae. Most of his sounds were... Yeah, and Otis Wiliki. Oritz. Oritz. Oritz Wiliki. Stuck to the, to the basis roots. of, you know, the roots. So they never like deviated too much. And by the way, by the way, is Lucky Dube the most iconic reggae African? Africa. Ah. I mean, yes. Yes, because it's the face. He really, reggae. he really stuck. Very it's like, close. Very it's close like on Majek Fashek, though. Yes. Very close. Majek Fashek did Pangolo. That's the only reason. Is it Pangolo why? or Palongo? Pangolo, Pangolo. Pangolo music. So that's why. That's that. I was but sticking to, to the roots. Sticking to the roots. Yeah. There's no Nigerian energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucky Dube was Lucky really, Dube. really, but like you know, of course, Magic Pasha was a pushing, rock star. Yeah, rock pushing, star, yeah. spiritual guy. Pushing the, you know, pushing the, the level, pushing the vibe of the culture. You understand? Sometimes, I mean, nowadays we talk about rap being a part of the hip hop culture, yeah. but not necessarily that. rooted to the hip hop culture yeah. because you can hear some people's rap music and like. Yeah. And then here's some people's rap music, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is hip hop. You're making a point about um, Raski Muno and those who yeah. stuck to So, those guys culture. stuck to the roots, and then you have Evian Nagoli that diluted it a bit. But she's still the queen of queen of. I mean, African she is obviously, music. she did amazingly well with the you know genre. Still alive today, doing amazingly well. Great woman. She, she just diluted it a little bit. I think she made it more African. Yeah. You understand? That, then, that Delta language. Yeah, made it more African. And then we have. What's, what's the name of that community? Is it is it Worry or I think it? she was from I, I don't I don't know. But that exactly. be Rivera uh or Baru. I'm trying to remember I remember now. Because there's a song I know about from her, half a kilometer. Uh a kilometer or one kilometer means another language, half a kilometer she's means she's a, Soko. Okay, yeah, I think Soko, that should be Soko. Soko. Yeah. Then we had Majek Fashek with the Pangolo now. Yeah. And it wasn't because he wasn't reggae. It's just that he added a lot of fusion into yeah, it. So yeah. he made it, it's like he took away like the base of reggae and then, okay, you know what, I want to add this, add this, add this. Let's, add. let's, let's fix That kind of made him distinct. Is there some Afrobeat in there too? Yeah, there is obviously. Yeah. Come on. Ah, no, when you listen to, from, when you listen to it, So Long, for example, So Long that he performed in David Letterman's show, even the progression at some point you don't you don't even know it is reggae yeah and then yeah when he starts singing you know oh okay this has reggae this is a this is reggae energy and i think the new waves picked up on all of that yeah yeah because true be told it came out around the same time yeah as at the time um he started making waves talking about my jack for check now 89 down to like you know the early 90s 
that was around the same time the new waves you know our our, our assumption our conspiracy theory mm-hmm. or my conspiracy theory is yeah. that whatever I was playing on radio popular on radio again 1991 I'm sure Radio Nigeria was spreading tentacles to places yeah I already like, said something about the fact that you know listening to radio uh, was not it was not like a weird thing then. I mean, we're talking about the 80s down to the 90s. Where, TV too. Where, I know, like, well, where were we when it comes to TV? When it came to TV, in the 80s, it wasn't. It was in active. Early, okay, 80s now. 80s wasn't. It was active, but not crazy. So if you had a TV in the 80s, you were probably a radio. If you had a radio, radio would be big. If you had a radio, everywhere. you were listening to radio music a lot. But CDs, how, what? Yeah, uh, maybe what? CDs. Of course, but you know, this the idea of buying CDs will come from what you listen to on but radio. But 80s was vinyl. Yeah, but radio was still the same. When did when did you switch from vinyl to C- um, CDs? Nineties, late nineties, late yeah, or yeah, early? Late nineties. We did. We moved on to cassettes. Man, 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 it's crazy. Okay, cassettes. Because I remember Sense. always traveling. You, yeah, I was very young. This is 95, 96. and I always remember. Like if I don't remember anything, I remember moving from Mikiti to Lagos. I'm sure I've said it before. And the car would be playing Ebenezer Obi. So what was playing? Mm-hmm. That would be cassettes. Yeah, cassettes, those yeah. those audio cassettes. Yeah, audio cassettes. Crazy times, man. Crazy times. Now it's YouTube Music and Apple. Crazy. Yeah, YouTube Music, Apple, and of course Spotify. You know, these guys would make you. Who do you think is number one streaming platform? Not Spotify though. They Spotify. have the biggest brand, right? Yeah, Spotify is the biggest brand. Spotify, Spotify is the they, biggest. They bought brand. Barcelona, bro. Yeah, they are yeah. supposed to be Barcelona. Yeah. And the Barcelona Stadium is going to be changed from No Camp to Spotify No Camp. Bro! And I'm going to be the branded, they're going to be the one on Spotify, um, Baka Chef. Where, that, where did they see this money? They're not ah. big, that's why. And they are putting themselves in the biggest stage, you understand? One of the biggest teams in the world. But so. for real, people are subscribing. Yeah, that's people are subscribing. Come on, Spotify is a big deal. Spotify's algorithm, not even trying to like mess up any other person's like platform Game. and how they do their stuff. Because their algorithm is great. It's awesome. So, I mean... It's like Netflix. Netflix increases the amount to pay for stuff, but people still pay. You know why? Because you know you're always going to get like. Good Yo, content I was thinking them. about a movie today. Sorry for the for the segue, unnecessary segue or <laughs> distraction. <laughs> Phone swap by Kunia Folayo. Yeah, I just thought about thing. it today. Like, if I want to see it right now, just go to Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yes, it is. All of Kunia's movies. Yeah, most of it. Octo- from recent time, from October one down. October one. October one was twenty twelve, Abi. The Mokalik. Yeah. Oh wow. Mokalik, yeah, obviously Mokalik. That's yeah. a big deal, though. Mokalik is on Netflix. So how many Nollywood folks are? Most of them now, like the ones that he did properly. Oh wow, that's cool. Most cool. the most of the movies that he did properly. Back yeah. to Anambra State. So, radio or vinyl, these guys had access to music. They, of course, nobody gets ideas from thin air. Everybody gets inspi- inspiration, inspired by someone, right? So they must have heard Bob Marley, heard the Jastics under pressure, or Rich Wiliki and the and and those OGs, and they would be like, "Yo, let's let's do something," and they really made something happen. Albums, the the bad deal story came later. How do we move from the Jastic, the first album? They say we are the Jastic, and here we go. They say we are the. Y- Who do they sound like um, on that first album? I, I, think, I think they worked on their sound and I'm not sure how much they worked on it but I'm sure they worked on their sound before you know they did the Yastic thing mm-hmm. do you understand because I mean let me just quickly go through uh, the debut album they had in, in the Yastic's album uh, they had uh, Waiting for the Time they had Apartheid World they had Past the Nation Boys Reggae is King Still on the Move Take It Easy and Dreddy Boys now that album Hits, yeah, back to back. When I mean back to back, waiting for the time and waiting for the time. I don't know how much you like that one. 
apartheid world. Uh, Reggae is King was great about yeah, great song. Um, Dreddy Boys and then Yastik. Yastik was even their biggest song. Yeah, yeah. Yastik was their biggest song, and then they released another. That was album. probably the lead single. Yeah, they released another the song, one. The album is titled after that song. Yeah, yeah. But it just makes sense. I think you would have thought because of the whole idea of you see that's the thing about reggae artists. They, they, I think they push themselves as reggae guys. Because hmm. if they were like the normal usual pop singers or R and B guys, then they would have named their album the New Waves. Because hmm. it was a normal thing to do. Yeah. But if you discover most of the most of the the guys that did the reggae guys, they didn't yeah. name their albums after themselves. Hmm. Spirit of Love, Prisoner of Conscience. Those are two albums from Majek Vashek. Hmm. Raskimono, Under Pressure 1, Under Pressure 2. Even now, Goli, I think the first one was Obaru, second one was... Um, Nigeria Go Survive. No, that's Venu Ayogi. Oh, okay. So, yeah, those those people just named it, you know, something different. So, uh, how do we move Pivot or Segway to Average Records? Oh, yeah, that yeah, I think album. we should talk about... After the first album yeah. that happened, it was big... I don't forget the fact that their father was a London trained lawyer. Yeah. So he didn't really mess with the, what they were doing at the time. But um, obviously, they found a way around it. They became popular. And their father said he was going to sue them and sue the record, the label. record label to help them. It was such a weird thing to say, but I understand where he was coming from. Mm. He didn't want his children to be sucked up by the industry. Yeah. And that's what happened at the end of the day. Mm. Because when the, the fame got into their head and it got into their souls, and it's not like it was a bad thing because these guys were still trying to make good music. That was mm. all that mattered to them. Mm. But they were getting the fame and not the money. Which sometimes I think about all the time. Like, it messes me up when I discover how much money is in music nowadays. Mm. In comparison, I'm talking about the Nigerian guys now yeah. because abroad, it's not been great, great, but people have always gotten, I mean, yeah, money. he was getting time. money from the 90s. You get yeah. it? Everybody was getting paid one way or the other. But in Nigeria, I just felt so. That's why people like Dizike Faola, Alexo, um, Blackie, these guys are not on the rich level. I mean, in the US, you have Chris guys, you have, yeah, you have guys Michael that made Creed. music in the early days. Some of them just wanted to hit. Yeah, but you know the those who who made the money are uh, the pasumas, the the. And Yoruba. that's what I'm saying. That like, it wasn't it wasn't fast spread. It yeah. wasn't widespread. Yeah. I'm not. What I'm trying to talk about is look at it in comparison with the artists in the US. I mean, there's uh, some people uh, that uh, there's some people that still live in they still live in castles till today. Hmm. Do you understand? This guy, these were guys that did maybe one or two albums that were good, mm. and they kept getting. They money. Got, and some of them will tell you they didn't even get their entire realities. Just that they didn't get the entire money, but they got they got an average amount of money, which was in in due time became okay for them. Mm. But these guys, so second album came, they mm. did it. Second album after having issues with the record label, talking about. The well, it was three albums, opinion. right? Yeah, three albums. This one came, City Chaps. Now, Dummy City Chaps, they thought, okay, we're not getting enough money right now. What's happening? What's going on? But the ginger was there. Yeah, the which ginger is, was there to go Which on. is why it's it's painful for me, right? If the raw talent and the zeal to go is there, all you need is to, you know, mm. what would be good is to find the business end and merge it to this good energy so that you can maximize and make the best of it. But sadly, yeah. uh, the business end wasn't on that side and of course I don't know what shows were like at the time again they were in a terrain where they would easily play third option yeah. the first option was the Yoruba Yoruba King Sonyade and Ebenezer Obey mm-hmm. uh, you put in that class uh, late Sikiru Ayinde Barista yeah. and um, Kwamwan who was the 
I'm sure the prince of shows at that time. Exactly. He was the dream team. He was the, the next guy. And then the Pasumas, the Saido Shupas came later. Even the Afrobeats, 1999, Olu Mentena and Idris Abdul Karim guys, they didn't get that money in the first five years. It's only those who stayed long are now eating good money now. But it just goes to show that if you are in the reggae terrain or in the, if you are in that <laughs> that third lane, yeah, the, the, the shows might not come. True, the, true. the the record deals that matter might not come. True, true. So again, they wanted to. That's why multicultural or multi-genre industry. I wish we nurtured all our all our genres. That's the point I'm yeah. trying to make. The Fuji, the Juju, the New Boys from 1999, 1997. The New Boys with the, uh, what's it called now? Now called Afro Beats, but mm. then it was American hip-hop slash. Yeah. Monique, keep on rocking. Oh, who was that? Orobo, keep on, keep on That Those guys who wanted to be hip-hop, but diluted, there should have been space for them. So Juju, Fuji. New boys. Mm, I think. I think. Reggae. I think it was just because. And high life. I think it was, if okay. we had nurtured all of these sounds, they make them have, make them kept on. sustainable in their own spaces. You know, nurtured them so that everybody's eating good. Not like one had to die off. At some point, you know, Juju is coming back with Owan Bear and party music. Uh, Fuji has never really gone down since 1990. Whatever, since 1980s. It kept moving and, and and evolving. So boys are still eating good yeah. every weekend from Fuji. The new boys, Afrobeats is the is the fine, finest bride right now. But there's no there's really no reggae. There's a guy called Jablend. You know, that's like the only contemporary reggae artist I know in Nigeria right now. Reggae is 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 you know, fusion. Rema's album has a lot of that raga. Ah, you did. Ah, that's raga. That's mm. dirty wine. That's vibes. Yeah. Cartel kind of energy. So, Cranium featuring Whiskey, Afrobeats swallows every other genre. Yeah. Swallows reggae, swallows hip-hop. So, I wish, you know, when Nigerian hip-hop started to blossom in 1999, Idris Abdul Karim and the rest of the guys, LDG Don, I wish hip-hop really kept on going. You know, that, that a community that kept getting bigger. High Life had to give in into some some other genres. So you dilute high life with Afrobeats so that flavor uh Omobilibo, who are the <laughs> other guys. You know? Yeah. So we we now have everything that comes from Africa is Afrobeats, but 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 we have other people. So we have had to sacrifice some genres just because one is popular. I don't know why, you know, it might just be happenstance, but I wish all of them survived. So people like Dready Boys could have if the again the deal was another situation, but they could have, you know, expanded, inspired other people to become group reggae reggae boys or you know other reggae artists. And I'm sure they are. Do we have names? Because that reggae genre then morphed into is it Konto or, or Ajegunle music, yeah, African China, yeah, yeah, Konto, African Konto. China, uh, um, Professor Lincoln, Junglists, and then that morphed quickly into Afrobeats. It was swallowed quickly. So that, that's that's my agenda. Well, I think maybe obviously what you have said is all true and you just think about it and be like, yeah, what happened? But I feel like, you know, I still want to say if the money was there, maybe these guys would have gone on and become, you know, bigger artists because I think the money just it just didn't circulate well. If, if it had gone around, if people are, you know, people have gotten a hold of the money and I, I hold up all of this to the problem of 
hierarchy and the industry being structured. If the industry was being structured at that time, they would have been able to, you know, call shows, put up things together for these guys to be able to make money, put them on TV screen, send them abroad, you know, all those things that we do now, you know, feature artists from different countries, put them into better, you know, production rooms and make greater music because you could tell the raw talent was there. It's just that these guys were not, you know, you like, it was not, they didn't get to the, to the peak. I mean, they were being owed a lot of money. It just, it just didn't make sense that, you know, you put such kind of artists in such kind of space and they'll be owed money. I mean, they were not giving money. They were not, they were not treated right. I was thinking, you know, when you think about it, the time when people started talking about record labels treating them right, you think about Kenneth's, yeah, because that was the first time people said, and it was not like they, they were not even giving you the 100, but they were treating you well enough, yeah, for you to feel like, oh, yeah, there's actually money I mean, inside they, the deal. They, you, you, they were recording you, they were playing your music, and on they were radio, taking you everywhere in the world, and they were going for the Grammys, you know, so going for traveling to LA, fair deal chilling for the most part. I mean, we saw two face breakouts, yeah. We saw I remember there was one story one time about me, J1. Gene. I was live 2008, I like not live, I saw J1 being unveiled. Mm. Feel bear on Timo money moon she so mm. season season in season out one essence essence was Ken Kenny's at the time yeah, I remember yeah, I remember there were other people essence that did uh, yeah supposed to yeah. yeah so so Kenny's year on year and they had a festival which was also a signature thing to do festival where Idris would shut down shows uh Two Face Ice Springs it was a thing every year Kenny's music festival so. You know, they were like the first guys to do that. And then Mohis came up, EME, later. But I wanted to ask you, how did we move from the Decca Premier Generation and Philips? Who, who who were the other people in that circle? Sony Music, RCA, Victor. Were they all yeah, playing they always at the same came time? Around. They all, they all always, Atlantic Records have always been. Around here. Yeah, so they always just... But the thing was, they apart from the time Premier Records came to stay, Premier Records housed... Many musicians. Yeah, yeah. I, Blackie they was have Premier many Records. masters. Yeah, Premier Records had like they they had the industry. They were the industry. They had everybody on chokehold. Yeah, I think Alex Zito too was in Premier Records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everybody at some I point. Saw a video today, Blackie. Yeah, Blackie too, Premier Records. Yeah. So, and then you think about it. Okay, in the early days, we had Decca come around. Red RC Victor come around. From Decca. Mango Records came around too. Mm-hmm. Mango came around later, later. He came around too. Mango Island. Well, when Mango, when Mango Island came around. What about when Epic? Lost, Epic were, wasn't here. Epic, no, the Epic didn't. They didn't get. That was Michael Mango. Jackson. Yeah, Mango came around when they lost Bob Marley. They were looking for a replacement, mm. and they wanted somebody from a third world country. Mm. So they came all the way down to Nigeria because we were the hottest in Africa at the point. Mm. Every other person that was in South Africa was signing deals with Sony Records. I, mean, I think Warner Bros was around that time, but they were not making big moves. So they came to Nigeria untapped potential and then they went to meet uh, King Sonyadi and I think he signed but it wasn't such a great signing because mm. he signed because of you know Manjek Fashek 91 Manjek Fashek was Mango Island he he did everybody Interscope Mango Island UNG at some point mm. he was basically the record label guy mm. and he understood there was one there was one time I heard that he, he didn't collect a big sum of money I think 350,000 US dollars yo yeah, and this was early days. Yeah, yeah. So it was such a crazy thing. I'm going to find out now. So Philips, I, I always see Philips on, on these vinyls and 
And the reason why we're talking about this um, record labels is just to point out to you. And of course, there were there must have been the small ones like Average because mm. Average sounds like a bad name. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, like, why would you name yourself Average? <laughs> average Records and Long and Shorts, the deal was messed up after the third album for for Dready Boys. They they had to like let you go, and then there was a lawsuit that lasted eleven. Yeah, indie indie record. Mm. So Kalakuta Sunrise. Kalakuta Sunrise must have been like a partnership. I remember because I remember that story was such a big deal. They said Sony came in as Epic Records too, or a branch of Epic Records um, came in with Epic Records, mm. and they were supposed to sign Fela for a million dollars. Wow. Yeah, the 70s. money was on the table. Seventies. And he was supposed to keep creative control. That he was would the, keep it. Yeah, creative control. Oh, so, I mean, obviously. Yeah, so like, I mean, <laughs> you can't it was like signing James Brown. You don't expect James Brown to come into your record label and you're telling him what to do and whatnot. Yeah. And he turned down the deal. And this was the time when he needed money. And the reason why he turned down the deal was because he had a spiritual mm. father at the point. The Ghanaian guy. Yeah, and that person told him that he was... <coughs> Is he Ghanaian or Indian? I can't remember. I think but he was a black guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that yeah, documentary. Yeah, I performed one of the you know, white things that happened. Around. So, before we get to average, transitioning from those guys, Decca, Phillips, you know, uh, Tambasi, that generation of record labels, something must have happened, Premier Records, and 90s, somehow, we didn't see them coming out when... The new guys, the new boys from 1997, the Odidi Dons, the Swart Roots, the who are the other guys? The Plantation Boys. Plantation Boys. 98, Maintain. We didn't see them trying to relate to those guys. Maybe that sound wasn't acceptable. For the, for, and because... They were already done. I mean, these record labels were already yeah, I mean, moving they were already out. Yeah, they packing up because, like we said, when Nigeria started making their own sounds... Yeah. It wasn't sellable to them anymore. Hmm. It didn't make sense for them to stick around. Although people will say, but you know, about people say that there was no acceptability from the Nigerian music industry for these guys. Hmm. So if that had happened, they might have stayed on and on. Yeah. And you know how we, you know, come on, talking about companies not staying here is a conversation that we cannot finish today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I wish we, we can talk to the breath of all of this. Did it, I will. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I'm just thinking, thinking about, I'm just thinking about. Um, Kwamwan, for instance, because there's the story of I think Oluma Records. There, there are some record labels that are very indigenous. These were Yoruba based record labels and they produced sold records. So, I would like to talk to people like that, you know, sometime in the future. So, we'll get some background on, you know, how who were the people who held it down before Kenny's came. Kenny's from Kenny's, then more hits, then the new generation, then you know, EME. Uh, Dr. Dollar, what we have now, Starboy, DMW. Um, there's, there's, there's a new guy coming. There's, there's a new record that I'm seeing right now. Um, Dream, Dream Empire. Mm-hmm. By the way, Empire has the entire industry. Are you aware? Yeah, Bad Boy Teams. Um, Buju. Buju. Wandeko. Wandeko, yeah, it's crazy. Who else? Uh, there, there are lots of them. Obviously, uh, Olamidi and his boys. Yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about Fireboy. So and then everybody else. And Ashake too, obviously, because yeah, it's in YBN yeah. also. I, I've not seen it. But 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 Empire is. I think did, I don't know. The deal the deal must be very good. So, Average Records messed the Dreddy Boys up, and when they went for to court for for eleven years, it didn't it didn't turn out good for them because at the end of the day, when they were supposed to get the money, they could even pay. I mean, they were supposed to pay the Dreddy Boys 
11,000 US dollars and they ended up paying 500,000 naira. 11,000, 11 million naira. Yes. Oh, 11 million. Sorry, it was supposed to be $33,000 at yes. the time. Yes. It was supposed to pay them 11 million naira yeah, for pay. record sales or yeah, and all of the things that royalties. they held on to. You know, this, yeah, I think maybe maybe we get the time to talk about, talk to Jirita, uh, uh, we'll be able to you know, thrash out this talk. Because we also remember that there are a couple of things that happened yeah. in Nigeria too, around all of this madness mm, too, mm. that that reminds you about you know all those things. Do we have track list from album two and album three? I have a um, track list for album two. I'm gonna Let's go see what, that what, because some of the songs are not available on. Yeah, Mugu Mugu for Guy Wack and Dubba D. They call that. Hold one. on, recite again. Are those two tracks or one? No, just one. Mugu for Guy Wack. Those are two tracks. Moon, Mugu for Guy Wack. That's a track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rabbi Jaman. Okay. Music is Spell. Bad Marriage Design. Okay. Rice Soldiers. Then City Chaps. These are crazy titles. Education We Need. Children of Zion. Yeah. Now, the producer of that is uh, Ima Ekison. Ima, Ek- Ima Ekson. Let's just call him that. Ima Ekson. You know, lead vocals by the usual guys, you know, the new Dread, the Dready Boys, mm. in fact. And of course, uh, a couple of other people that were part of it. The engineer uh, for mixing was in the BC Naji. Uh, engineer for recording and mixing assistant, it was directed by Ima Exen as well. Mm. Uh, engineer for recording, Jeff Udeoha. And the copyright, all, all to. Do you know that St. Greg can still cash out? Yeah, of course he can. He can sell one of those songs as NFT. <laughs> That's facts, bro. True though. I, I know, like they're waiting for the time, waiting for the day. <laughs> I just like the energy. I mean, yeah. and their lyricism. I couldn't hear a lot of it, but you can tell they were, you know, plugging. They were filling the gaps. Yeah, they were, they were plugging, yeah, yeah. and the rhythm was legit. The flow was good, and they did it on multiple tracks. So. True. They, 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 they are like the, you know, I wish they really survived and they pushed forward into the late nineties and. You know they can still play shows much later you know and then folks really love their music true people 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 enjoy their music at that time uh i would ra- i would also like to you know look at that particular transition i was talking about from reggae to raga to konto to afrobeats how it was swallowed how that transition happened i want to dig into that what else are we missing um any legacies or accolades they they, they got that like nothing nothing Major, it, nothing major. But what we, year did it stop? I the mean, last it, album dropped when? I I, I didn't I think <laughs> maybe let's say five years after. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't stay for too long because I'm sure you know speeding into the early early 2000s they were already you know, yeah, yeah, yeah so 91 so to maybe 91 to 91 to 98 maybe they were around for like seven years and they 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 they, they, they tried to come back again I think we they need to add videos. that 2008 they 2008 yeah oh wow really so. Maybe not. Let's just say in the early 2000s, they they we did videos. They made videos, released they them. They did videos and they released them, man. So yeah, they were in a good place. It seemed like you know something was gonna happen for them, and they just I think they they all stopped because they're like yeah we're done. Yeah. A couple of songs from Saint Gregory for now. Saint Gregory now is a born again. Uh, Saint Greg. Saint Greg, sorry, is a born again man now. He's doing good things in the Lord. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of the songs, Rhapsody of Realities, I belong to you. One with Christ and East Wind. East Wind is one of the uh, you know. Big songs. Very, very cool song. 
Um, Very fresh. And uh, we one we're of trying the... to plug his IG. Do we have? Yeah, his IG? I don't. I don't have his IG here. Uh, it. but you can find it. But of course, you can just go on YouTube and check for Saint Gregory of the New Waves. Or, or the New Waves. Oh, no, of the New Waves. Okay. You see him, Saint Gregory of the New Waves, and the biggest New Wave songs that we know and we agree to: Yardstick, Dready Boys, uh, Waiting for the Time, Take It Easy, Reggae is King. I feel like uh, this might be one of those episodes where we would play a song. So his IG is yeah we might play some. Yeah, I, I think we should. We should play. Well, just this is a special episode. You know what? They can have it. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah. Well, it's hey, not, know, it's not really about hey, that, but yeah, hey, definitely there will be a song. Are we do the NFT? Saint Greg. Saint Greg music. S T G R E G music. Saint Greg music. Saint Greg music. That's his IG. So show some love and find find him on on Instagram. Uh, that's where he's making things happen. He's now fully gospel. Uh, you know. That's the last, the youngest of the of the group. And yeah, and it's the one that's remained, you know, the artist of the group. So, what song do you suggest we play? Um, <laughs> I, I waiting for the oh, time. Yeah, waiting yeah. For the time. Let's wait for the time. We are. We'll see you next time. Administered by Boyega Nelson. Yeah, let me try that.